Good evening, everyone, and welcome to the podcast. I hope you had a fantastic week. Um, tonight, we're going to do something that we've never done on the podcast. Um, I, When I moved to the new host, they gave me a free domain. And I am not a bitch who can turn down a free domain. Of course, I had to spend an hour sitting there plugging things in to something took, right? Because I wanted to .com. And anyway, I found one, writinginjunk.com, and spelled out. I wanted the ampersand, but you couldn't, I couldn't do that. Anyway, writinginjunk.com. And I was like, well, what am I going to do with it now? So I was, I told Julie, I said, I can get writinginjunk.com, but I don't think I actually need it. And she says, oh, you need it. <laughs> I didn't say that. You need it. <laughs> so I got it. And I was like, what am I going to do with this? So I, um, I, I made a website. Did you do? As you do. And so it's sitting there and I'm like, well, what am I going to do with this? And then I was thinking about how, how our writing sources are kind of spread out. Um, like we have this little section in Rough Trade um, and uh, we have the thing on, and I do my articles on Dream Width. And then we had that thing on Facebook that kind of fizzled out that didn't work well. Um, and none of it's really worked really well for us. And I think it might boil down to the fact that um, it's just Rough Trade shouldn't I don't think the workshop should be on rough trade personally. Um, yeah. I think, uh, I think that if we do have a, I'm not sure how I want a forum on writing and but I do think that if we were going to have a forum on one or the other, it should be on writing and instead of rough trade. Because one of the things I worry about with the um, forum on rough trade is readers using it to prod participants. You know yeah, I mean? poke, 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 poke. What What are you doing with this story? Which Which it happens. It, it It's not that it doesn't happen. It does happen. It's like, oh, I love this. You know, even it can even be like subtle. Um, oh, I I love this thing that you did. When are you going to do more of this? Um, which you know, it's it's certainly the polite way to 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 prod somebody is to give them a compliment first. Um, but uh, yeah, it still feels like a prod. And so. Like I moved the challenge announcements to the forum because I would like to have a a little freer conversation with it than what's currently happening with the comment section because the comment section is always moderated. Uh, but if we pulled the rest of the workshop out and moved it, I just don't know how. I mean, I don't know. I mean, we already had two forums that no one uses. The thing is, I think once we went to Discord, I think a lot of the use of the forum went away. Mm -hmm. um, so I think there's some, it's just, I mean, I don't know, we're, we're spitballing folks, so you guys chime in. Um, I think that like a lot of the, the like we were, people stopped posting challenge responses to the forum. So they they started posting them um, just on their own websites, but there didn't be, there wasn't really a place to advertise like, oh, here's my response to this. And here's, you know, um, here here's, it just kind of people are still doing the challenge responses, I think, but they're just not posting them. I think that kind of fizzled. Mm -hmm. um, so, other than that, what do we use it for anymore? You know, right. um, that it it had a lot of traction for a while because we were putting, actually putting it on the forum, the actual stuff to be read on the forum. Um, I think I think there's a couple reasons why people don't do that. One of them is I think comment consolidation. If you're going to post it there and you're going to post it on your site, uh, I think 
not everybody, but I know some people don't like having their comments and the replies to their stuff in, in two different places. Um, I don't. <laughs> I hate to look yeah. at it. And also when you're when there because there was no threading on the forum, you your 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 stuff was the responses to your post was nested in with everybody else's. So if 15 people um responded, then um they let's say 15 people wrote a story their readers are responding to all 15 of those conceivably so you know and sometimes it's hard to tell is that comment for me or is that comment for the story above mine or the one below mine i mean what who is that for um i do think it is easier to have a lengthy conversation on a forum but you have to have a forum that is threaded well um you can't have a lengthy conversation about a topic where there's no threading it's just it's just it's it's just impossible. So and I don't that's even one know why if threading is possible in that forum in that particular forum. I mean, if it is, I haven't turned it on. Obviously, uh, I, I don't think it is. I think it's uh, the last time I looked, it was on their feature list is the ability to, to thread so that you could reply to reply to a because the thing is you need to re the the what would make it more useful is the ability to reply to a, a a comment on a post. So somebody puts up a post and I I respond to a prompt and say here's my response to this prompt and then people could reply to me as opposed to reply to the whole thread. So the, yeah, I mean, I think that, I think that forums um, and actually forums, you know, legacy forums have wound up still being a great resource because you can go back and find all kinds of information from forums from a decade ago, but there, I don't think there are any really good forum plugins for WordPress right now. I think the one that you picked was probably one of the best and it, it, it just has, it just doesn't thread. So I'm in the settings now and I'm looking and I'm trying to see. Um, if he added that feature, he didn't really advertise it. I see breadcrumbs, which is not the same thing. And mentions. Breadcrumbs. breadcrumbs and, and mentions, I think mentions is what, what was his answer to, to threading, but mentions require people to actually use it. Right. Your threading, threading is just is normally just kind of a no-brainer. Um, no, there's no threading. No. So I think there's a few reasons. Also, I mean, I know some people are very comfortable posting in a billion different different places. Um, I kind of prefer. I don't. I'm not really ke super keen personally on posting. I mean, I did it for a while, but I'm not really keen on posting um, actual content, like thick content, on on a on a forum. I'd rather post it, like, sometimes I do post a little bit on wild hair. I do have one thing that exists solely on, well, not one thing, but it's one thing, well, one story series that exists completely on um, wild hair project. Um, but outside of those few things on the wild hair, well, just that, it's actually just feeding frenzy. It's the only thing that is not located on my site. Um, Same. Well, I have some stuff on um, wild hair that I, I, I put there just because, just because. Revenant is a, is it? Yeah. Oh, that's it, true. I forgot I have, I do have some things on wild hair that I, a couple things I have in wild hair that it's just things I just kind of wasn't sure to do with. Yeah. Things I wasn't really sure to do with, you know, or where I was going with it. So wild hair was like an experimental space for me, but in general, I, I try to keep where I post contained. I, mean, I know some people who post to their own website, they post to AO3, they post to, um, fanfiction.net and sometimes um, fandom specific archives as well. I just, I don't have mental energy to keep track of that. So. I don't know. I just don't think, I mean, I don't know. I would, I, that doesn't make it. 
I mean, I, I started twitching by the time you said fanfiction.net. I was like, what? <laughs> you would think after all this time that they would have improved their posting interface, but you know, they just. Why? They, they don't have to do anything to earn money. That's right. Um, so it comes to, I mean, I think that we just very quickly, well, we, we try new things and sometimes we either find it doesn't quite meet the need or we outgrow it very quickly. Um, I, we do have, we did, we've, we've tried multiple times to do resource type stuff on Facebook. It's personally my least favorite way mm-hmm. of doing it, even though Facebook has made a lot of improvements in terms of how you can store content. I just, you know, part of it is me. I don't like driving people to a social media platform they might not like, um, or want to have anything to do with. Um, it cuts people out of, um, Dissipating if they really object, and and there's you know there's good reasons to object to being on Facebook. I get it. I totally get it. Um, a lot of people just as people just don't want to be on social media at all. So it can be exhausting. I I find Facebook emotionally and mentally exhausting. Yes, it is completely. I phased Facebook out for all of but one game that I play, and um, just I just I hate uh, once a day I go over there. It just drives me crazy. Um, so when we think about like what has worked and what hasn't, like, I think that we, I think we've kind of started building some good content on, um, the daily something, but it just, it was just one. Yeah, it was Facebook. And I really, really would prefer not to, you know, be content creator on Facebook. So it, it, it also, um, it was one more place to go when I wasn't going to Facebook. So, um. I don't know. It, felt, it it did seem like we're doing something on WordPress. I we'd thought about you and I talked about a while back about like doing some um groups on the Just Right server for like um moving some of that writing content like, you know, like the the modules that we did. I can remember what are they called? The it's not module. What's it? We were doing in the writers table. I can't remember what it's called. I can't either. Well. Um Oh, I know what you mean. Those those little classes where I started yeah. the plotting class, but I didn't finish it because I got frustrated. Um, yeah. <laughs> it talked about moving. We're, we're, I was thinking about moving like some of the grammar content into. And I did start doing some of the grammar content in, uh, in those modules. What are they called? <laughs> I'm gonna have to go over there now. Hold on. Yeah, I got I got to look. It's driving me bonkers. I can't stand when I can't think of a word. No, there's a spe- there uh, there's a specific term for them on Facebook. Um, called module. I'm gonna kick myself in the ass. I don't think that's what it's called. It was on the writers' table, wasn't it? Yeah. I don't see it listed anymore. Did they get rid of them? Education center? No. You guys remember what we were talking about, though, right? Am I looking in the wrong place? Units. They're called units. units. Yes. And we have one unit called Plotting 101, and then we did a style guide thing, and then we had um, the write-in thing. Um, it's just none of it really seemed to fit. And then I did I a unit they, on the story, the, the, the novella. I think they actually, I'm thinking they actually got rid of the units, and it's just kind of like weirdly archived in the background. No, I mean, I can still create a unit. Can you? It's across the top if you look at like, um, I hate the new oh, book. okay. You see it? Got it. I found it. So, <clears throat> wait, yeah, I started something about talking about different types of style guides and um, 
how to build your own style guide, that kind of thing. So we started trying to move some of the writing, like how to write writing content to Facebook, but it's a little clunky. Clunky is a good word, you know, clunky, like a bunch of cans falling down the stairs. So I just think that we haven't really hit on anything that really gels it. Cause it's not just about it gelling for as a gel for the creator, as well as gelling for the audience. And, um, I'm honestly more and more I'm deeply uncomfortable on Facebook and I can't say it's not a response to issues that I've had in people that I have encountered. It's just like over the past four or five years, I would say that every bad fandom experience I had began and ended on Facebook. Well, I think a lot of the toxic elements in fandom, you know, that moved out, they kind of relocated from live journal and Yahoo groups. They took up Facebook spaces. And, and even when they closed Yahoo groups, the few legacy Yahoo groups that were still functional and operating that I was a member of, I think all but one relocated to Facebook. Um, it is using WordPress. Um, I posted a link earlier. I mean, there are a couple other things that I could use. Like um, Gmila, um, Drupal, Drupal, Drupal. Um, I think that as far, as far as like ease of use and familiarity, that WordPress is our w w would be our go-to because we're both very very comfortable with it. I'm very comfortable writing tech support for it, and I would be the the tech support for it. <laughs> and so there isn't much in WordPress I can't do. And I can't figure out how to do. I mean, I have taught myself CSS um, just to be able to do different WordPress things. And so it's my, it's where I'm comfortable. Yeah, I think that that's for some people going to be, I think, really key is, is it something that they already do? Because I mean, I know people who are resisting getting on Discord because they don't want another account, right? They just like, I don't want to create another account. And also, I think that when it comes to visitors, because we already do the Quantum Bang, Rough Trade, my site, Jilly's site, Lady Holder's site, um, One Day Wild with Hair. What, the Wild Hair Project, One Day When Senna has a site. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Senna has a site on WordPress.com. Um, they're all WordPress sites. And so it's very familiar to visitors. The, the structure is going to be familiar. The navigation will be familiar. There won't be any, you know, it's... And I think sometimes that kind of familiarity is really important when you're building an audience. Right. And a lot of our peeps have WordPress sites. I mean, Ellie does, Starkindler has WordPress, Claire's mm -hmm. on WordPress. I, I know there's a lot of people who have WordPress sites, but and it's not just they have their own sites in WordPress, but a lot of people because of Rough Trade and because of um, mostly Rough Trade, but they have WordPress accounts too. So it's a lot of people who already have WordPress accounts. Um, they, they know how the subscriptions work. They know how to log in to comment, you know, so it just, it makes sense to use WordPress. Um, I'd be willing to, I'd be willing to open up and use other things. Um, but, you know, is it Soeba? Soeba? Soeba. Soeba. I, I, I want to say something involving Speedy Gonzalez, but I'm, I, you know, as I get older, I'm thinking to myself, was Speedy Gonzalez racist? Um, yeah, 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 it was. Yeah. It was. Yeah. It's terrible. When I was little, I love that little show. It was my favorite. Little me didn't understand. Yeah, sometimes adultery goes back to revisit stuff that you really liked when you're a kid and you're going, wow. 
that's fucked up. I mean, pretty much most of the movies I, I enjoyed in the 80s, I go back and watch and go, Jesus, that's... I mean, let's not even talk about 16 oh. Candles. There is so much wrong with 16 Candles, any, I can't even. Any, any, any John Hughes movie. I, pick one. Um, say anything? Gross. Um, yeah. Um, pretty in Pink? Pretty in Pink. Gross. Gross. Um, 16 Candles? Super gross. I think probably the only one that's not super gross um, the Breakfast Club. Breakfast Club, yeah. It, it's not, I think it's not great, but it's not as bad as the other. It's really, it, it just is kind of a little bit like, okay. I mean, no one falls in love with their stalker. No one gets sexually abused by their grandma or sets their girlfriend up to be date raped on prom night. Um, you know, or has to fall in love with an incel, apparently. Um, or, you know, so. Um, and then, um, you know, but Speedy Gonzalez. Anyway, so Eva, I would be happy to teach you anything you'd like to learn about WordPress. Honestly. If you want to do that, I would be happy to help you. <laughs> and I will repeat it multiple times until you get it. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, so, you know, honestly, I'm, I'm thinking that, you know, the forum is just not something that we want to do. Which forum? On, on Rough Trade? I mean, I, I would like to slim down the form on Rough Trade and get rid of a lot, a lot of the options. Yeah. They, they're not being used anyway. Um, maybe leave the area where the challenges was, get rid of all the discussion, um, leave the area where people drop their links for, for, for past Rough Trade, because we're going to link those to the site. Um, I did that so I wouldn't have to you know, do my own management. Right, because that was a pain in the ass. It, huge pain in the ass. Um, but I, th I mean, we could also just archive anything, make it, you know, close all the threads and archive them so that if anybody ever, I don't know, want to go back and reread something, because there is some content posted there that some people may not have ever posted anywhere else. Um, like the, um, I mean, specifically about the, the, the prompt, the prompt responses, prompt mm -hmm. response sounds so weird. It sounds like you're timely. <laughs> what we mean <laughs> is the very the response. Prompt response. <laughs> I was laughing at that because. I was at very I, um, least I'm a, I like archive all the threads and close them all, you know, and yeah. just, but you know, so it's just like, we're not using it. And so, um, why keep it? The prompt thing always makes me laugh. Cause I, I have a folder on my, um, I must have blocked that out in breakfast club. Was it treated like it was okay? See, that's, see, that's the problem with John Hughes movies. It, it wasn't true. Like it was okay. So that's good. I mean, he got punished for what he did. Good. But in other John Hughes movies, these things happen and no one says anything like it's a terrible thing that just happened. Like when her grandma fills her up, she's the only one that has a problem with it. Well, the jock guy played by Emilio Estevez, um, they basically, when they describe what they did to that kid that got him put in detention, it basically amounted to sexual assault. They ad-libbed that. He ad-libbed that. Did, did you know that? They didn't did have a cause for being in detention. And each one of them had to determine why, why, why they were in detention and what they had done. And he decided to have that be his character's... Um, no, we're talking about the uh, the duct tape. They duct tape that kids. I think I want to say it's his ass cheeks together or something. Yeah, it, he basically he was he. That's what I, it, what I just said. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, whatever. So he um. But to me, I mean, doing that to somebody, getting a guy naked, and you know, getting up in his crack of his ass—that's really. 
gross. Not okay. Not okay. And the but thing they, is, they don't excuse that behavior in that scene either. They all go, dude, you did what? That was you? Oh is, my God, you asshole. You know, so there was never. But what he felt bad about was that the guy got hurt. He felt bad that the guy got hurt because he was really hairy. That's what he felt bad about. He didn't feel bad. It didn't seem like to me that he felt bad. Maybe I was just reading it wrong. Maybe I, maybe I was. To me, it seemed like he didn't feel bad about the bullying and the the accosting this other kid. This kind of, I he felt bad because, um, the guy had gotten really hurt and that hadn't been his attention. So, so, but in Breakfast Club, none of these actions are excused or treated. Yeah, oh, they're no. all in detention for but it. But also, they're, they're also like, dude, you did that. How terrible! You know, none of them are saying what he did was okay. But in other John Hughes movies, th these actions, like when Jake gives. His girlfriend, the prom queen, to Farmer Ted. It says just make sure she gets home. And then later when he finds them, neither Farmer Ted nor her remember what happened that night. But they obviously had sex. And Jake set that up. He basically set his girlfriend up to be raped because she trashed his house. Yeah, it was... It was it's, and the thing is, I remember liking all these movies when I was a kid, you know? I mean, that I was the age. I was that age in the 80s, right? So Right. I would have been, I'd have been, you know, And then we talk about the Long Duck Dong. That, what is this thing? Oh, Lord. That, that, that was, well, that, yeah. That was it. With his new style American girlfriend? I mean, the racism, the sexism, the sexual abuse. And none of it is apparently a problem. Not and Caroline, the, the girlfriend, she didn't even get mad at Jake. Is she? She she wakes up in Jake's father's car, and it never occurs to her that Jake basically gave her to this dude because he was mad at her because she trashed his house. Anyways, <laughs> as an adult, that movie offends the fuck out of me. Oh yeah, it's so awful. many different and ways, and it starts with the moment her grandma sexually assaults her. And it never gets any better. Oh, yeah, yeah, it never gets any better. I mean, and the thing is, we look back when I was—I do remember liking these movies in the eighties, right? And I was—I was probably, I would guess, I mean, I was only seven when the eighties started, but I was definitely in my teens at some point in the eighties. Um, yeah. So I remember liking these movies back then. I remember, you know, because that—that was—that was the way teen romance was was portrayed. And uh, I go back and watch it now, and I go. Jesus, this is awful. What the hell? Um, so, yeah, I mean, a lot of things you look back on from your kids, especially the 70s, 80s, 60s, 70s, 80s, it's like, oh, Jesus, what, what, why did we think that was any good? But anyway, back you to the... You know any better. I mean, I also used to watch... I also were... used to read Body uh, uh, Bodice Rippers before I... I mean, I think I was 15 yeah. or 17 years old before I realized, hey, that's not actually consensual. I wouldn't actually want any of this to happen. And the thing is, if you get to this point, you're like, I wouldn't actually want any of that to happen to me. Um, that's sort of your kind of waking, you're, you're waking yeah. that moment with that kind like, of thing. Holy shit. <laughs> you would really not appreciate movies. I can't read any of these books anymore. <laughs> if you really would not appreciate being the heroine in, in the romance that you're either watching or reading, you know, something's wrong. Like I don't want to be, and, and I'm not even talking about that, that poor, that poor girl who like had visions of serial killers. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about just like, if you wouldn't like the way the hero treats the, 
you're like, I wouldn't want to be treated that way. Quit reading that if, book. If, if you're thinking to yourself, <laughs> I'm going to punch this motherfucker in the face. You're not reading a romance. You just think you no. are. Um, but I was, I, I started kindergarten in 1980. Because I was a late baby. So I didn't get to start my, I, I turned six the year I started kindergarten. Because I wasn't old enough to go when I was five. So. <laughs> Yeah, so you, you you turn you you get your birthday pretty early in the year, which makes you always one of the oldest in the class. So yeah, my my, my birthday was in October, and so I turned five two months after school started, and they wouldn't let me start. So, I mean, at least when the school district I was in as a kid, you had to be um, had to, for first grade or kinder, I mean, first grade six, you had to be six by September on September first. If you weren't right. six on the first day, if you weren't six on September first, you were the next year. It didn't matter if you turned six on September second, which would kind of suck. You know, it's like, I mean, can you imagine? Let's say you're this. This could actually be bizarre. So, it, by just by strictly by the rules, let's say you're a twin, and your twin is born before midnight, and you're born an hour later after midnight, and you're in different grades, even though you're twins. Rude. Very rude. You know it has to have happened. Yeah. But yeah, we look back at the stuff we liked when we were kids and go, man, I was a fucking idiot. But that's, you know, that's the decision-making part of the brain doesn't mature until you're in your late teens and early 20s. So we make shitty decisions. That's hopefully our kids today make less shitty decisions. They make different shitty decisions. Yeah, it, it's 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 in the early to early I think early twenties for guys and usually late teens for girls. But um, but anyway, so writing for them. So I think that I could see Discord can get to, while Discord can be very. I did come up with a way we could do some stuff in Discord for this. Um, but it it's it's a it's a system of like pinned pinned links. You can't have more than fifty pins in a channel, and you can't have more than five hundred channels in a, on a server. So, yeah, <laughs> you can outstrip that. You can out, you can outstrip. Actually, it sounds like a lot, but you can outstrip that very quickly. I think we're probably getting everything. Good night to Twy. I'm like, where's where's she going? <laughs> She's not leaving. Try quit trying to kick her out. <laughs> so I'm trying to send her to bed. She's a grown woman. <laughs> um. <laughs> so. <laughs> So we can, you can very quickly, I think we're probably hitting close to the pin limit on some channels already. Um, just to, I use the pin system and I actually think it came out really well. I did use the system I was thinking about using for some of the grammar stuff over on the Just Right server for the Trope Bingo reference channel, um, mm -hmm. which if you look at the pins, all you see is like um, all the pin, all of the you know, and you can jump to the, get the information you need. And I thought the same way I would have done grammar stuff, but you are limited to 50 and there's some topics that you could well exceed 50 and then you move to a different channel. And it gets to the point that I could start to see how you could get to 500 channels on a discourse server. It's, you know, um, yeah. I could see how it could happen. And I could, and, and you know, it's just, I think it's unwieldy. <clears throat> so I think when you're trying to, and not particularly user friendly, because sometimes the search function on Discord is kind of wonky. Yeah, and you have to. Um, I mean, it, I've actually found it always it it works, but you kind of it, it it's not the most intuitive search system. Um, like you can you can limit it to certain channels, and you can limit it to. Um, but it gets to be like you know how much do you want to know about how to use Discord search to be able to find something. 
And yeah, if you don't know what you're looking for, it's not it's not something you brought can browse really easily. So I, I think that while we could make it work, I think it's kind of like square peg round hole kind of situation. There's um, a Discord search function. <laughs> yeah. At the very top of the page, it has a little it has search and a little magnifying glass. You know, I was talking to the other day and I said one of the first things I do when I go into Discord in the morning is I check the mentions. And I said, What mentions? And I said, you know, the at button up in the right corner. And you look to see if there's any mentions and you can exclude um, any mentions by role and you exclude the everyone's and you, you know, you can include all your servers or none of your server, you know, just one search, just a server you're on. So like I exclude all the at everyone's, but I keep the mentions for me and anything I'm a role in. And um, I either, if I want to see just one server, I, toggle the include servers or not and this is the first thing i do is check to see if somebody's mentioned me because if someone's mentioned me they actually probably are asking me a question usually so that way i don't have to go read every single channel i just check the mentions but you know if you don't know these functions are there discord can be really really hard to manage which is why I ask people, you know, please be sure to, to to tag the people that you are, you know, if you're giving somebody a rec specifically, or if you want to respond to them in a channel, because some of our channels are, our kind of social channels are very busy. And if you're responding to something that they said, you know, 200 messages ago, you need to, you need to mention them and say, here's the information you were looking for. And then if they go into, you know, they look at the mentions, they can see, oh, okay, I was mentioned there. You know, so that's one of the first things I do. And when I first log into Discord, is check my mentions. And I said, I was talking to somebody the other day, and she said, "What are mentions?" And I was like, "You know, the little app button." She said, "I don't know what that thing does. I didn't click on it. I didn't know it might break the whole thing." <laughs> Most of you don't have enough privileges to break anything, yeah. so relax. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> I'll put you I'll in the sand bin, Ellie. All the way, all the way into the sin bin. We'll yeet your ass into the sin bin. So I, I know some people really, really actively do not like WordPress. Um, but from a reading comp, from a reading perspective, if not a participation perspective, I know if you don't ever use WordPress, it can be a giant, giant pain in the butt. But it's just from a reader readerly side it shouldn't be a whole lot different than any other website especially since it's going to be on kira's new hosting package and it is lightning fast guys it is <laughs> it is really faster. stupid fast i'm honestly kind of mad about how I am fast too. it is i'm it's like right. i mean <gasps> i have super. I have put that out two, there. I have two years left in my hosting package, and I'm still thinking of moving, even though I've got two years left in my hosting package because it's so much faster. But if and, it, and if you want the comparison, if you haven't been to the Wild Hair Project recently, go go over the Wild Hair Project and load it up. Um, anything is you should remember how how long it took that site to load, or even Kira, your site's moved. Kira's site's moved. So mm -hmm. is Lady Holders. Yeah. But Lady Holders' site has always been fast because her content. I mean, I mean, her database is small. Um, ish compared to the rest. I mean, a lady holder site is smaller than Wild Hair Project, and mine is um, slightly larger than the Quantum Bang. So it's me, Quantum Bang, probably Jilly because of the um, the art content, then the Wild Hair Project, then Lady Holder, and Rough Trade varies. Like right now, Rough Trade is very small. But it'll get bigger during the challenge, obviously. 
Yeah, but it won't ever be. I don't think Rough Trade will ever. Uh, um, we have to have a hundred participants doing, even if we had hundred participants each doing fifty k to get to the size of the Quantum Bang. Right, because the Quantum Bang, the Quantum Bang is precariously close to four million. Right, words. Yeah. Um, yeah. my site, my clone when I moved my site was a gig. More words on, um, the Quantum Bang, I think, but your site has more other stuff. Yeah. So uh, it, it outstrips it. And we've kept the images really streamlined on the, even though we, I think that there are, you know, we have the art, but I compress the fuck out of that stuff before it gets uploaded. So, okay. So Lady Holder's site was 220 megabytes. The Wild Hair Project was 330 megabytes and mine was a gig. Um, I will say that Rough Trade, when I move it, will probably be around the size of Lady Holder's. 220, 230. Um, and the quantum bang is going to be over a gig or at a gig, I would say. And yours will probably be somewhere between the wild hair project and the quantum bang. As far as like size yeah. goes. I have a lot of images um, mm -hmm. that are hiding and hiding on my site that people can't even find. Um, but there are. And that includes about... like, no, that includes plugins. Yeah. Uh, there's only art. about 1.1 million words of content. So it's. And I am actually pretty close to a 4 million myself. I know you are. Well, you passed 3 million a while ago, so I figured you were pushing for. I have not, I'm not sure if I updated to count what I I think I'm, a, I'm I think I'm actually over 3.5 if I count my Quantum Bang and All the World, which I don't think is included in this current site total. So, I need to update that. But yeah, I mean, the Wild Hair Project was really slow, which is crazy because it has the least amount of images um, and much less content than my own site. But it was always really slow. And, and now it's it's as fast as a hair. <laughs> <laughs> it's so, living up to its name. It is. Um, so I, we have some content that is a good candidate to move. Um, the question is then, you know, what other content we'll be interested in? Um, well, I don't want to move all the writing articles that I currently have on Dreamwidth over. Mm -hmm. I think it's, uh, I think that Dreamwidth, um, not not everybody sees those. You know, um, I don't. I mean, the thing is, I'm I'm I follow you, so I don't even get that. But um, <laughs> right. It's a problem, I don't, um, and the thing is, I don't, I don't, I don't, follow, I don't check Twitter every day. I, I don't even, I don't even, not even Twitter weekly. I, um, and I don't go to, I don't really pay attention to your posts on Facebook because Facebook is a pass through to a game for me. That's it. Um, no, EAD staying where it is. No, I, I personally moved EAD to Dreamwith on purpose, and I locked it down in the community on purpose. And I'm not interested in putting it on a public site. I'm really happy with where it's at. Yes, there's a lot of people that are members of that community, but at least they're coming through a wall that says, you recognize that this stuff is temporary. Please behave and yourself. Also, if you're an asshole, I'll kick you out of my community. <laughs> so, just not even. I did hook the new site up to Twitter. Mary Sue Minion's Twitter account. I mean, yeah, if, if you use Twitter and you get notifications from Twitter, Twitter, I'm sure, is a great resource for people to get notifications. I just don't twit. So, um, I've already made a page on the site for the podcast. 
because I figured, you know, most of our content for the podcast is about writing or fandom, and that's writing and junk. You know, the junk is inclusive. <laughs> but I was thinking about putting the workshop that we did, the the novella one, uh-huh. into um, onto YouTube, so we have a special playlist for it. So, I don't know. Because I can't do a I I can't do an individual playlist on Castbox for just that, or I can but I can't share it. It's a personal private thing that I can't share with anybody. I find it very frustrating. And you also can you, can't embed individual podcasts. But can you do a playlist on one of the other services that stream to? That I've never tried. I mean, I don't. I, don't, I mean, I, I haven't tried either. But I didn't know if you could do like a. Um, a playlist on a different one of the other services that you distribute to, and then put put that playlist. I've never but, tried. But that's a, but I was thinking about doing like um an article on um dialogue mechanics and also just some like short little things about specific topics that people have asked me about over time. Like, how do you know when to put like a comma between um list list adjectives? Um, how do you how do you tell the difference between them? Um, just stuff like that, that, you know, as just like some like grammar resource, particularly, particularly geared at writers and not at, um, fiction, let's say like, geared more towards fiction writers rather than just, um, writing in general. Um, and maybe like how to restructure sometimes I, I, I was helping somebody recently with that give me examples where I, I'd done some, you know, it's sort of like alpha reading, but I was talking to them specifically about, um, Oh my God, I can't even think of the word. Awkward, awkward sentences, like awkward sentence structure, like particularly that squinting modifier situation where a modifier is placed in the wrong position. And so therefore the sentence could mean two things, you know? Um, we're like, you know, this, I, I know we, we all hear squinting modifier from Grammarly and we go, oh, shut up. But usually when Grammarly says you have a squinting modifier, it's right. Yeah. It is. And I, I mean, like 100%. I actually have never been told by Grammarly that my modifier was squinting, and it wasn't. I was like, oh, yeah, I get it. But I, but I like it better this way. <laughs> so I might keep it. Sorry, Grammarly. Have you used Grammarly recently? No. This whore. I was... I mean, Grammarly did tell me that I wrote 4 million words last month. And I was like, you're so sweet, Grammarly. I didn't, but okay. Grammarly told me you must been you must have been practicing. I I I've I've gotten that. I was like, shut up. Do not- I don't need that kind of patronizing language from Grammarly. I'm just putting that out there. Exactly. Don't don't condescend to me, Grammarly. Fuck you. You've been so productive. <sighs> <laughs> just I just double burned my computer and walked away. I'm like, no, and fuck you. <laughs> Sometimes so, they put these things as they they intend them to be like funny little things in in these applications. Like that's not funny. It's really not funny. I mean, in my Rude. I I can't see a circumstance where I would have found that amusing. Oh, so I think articles would be good. Um, the, um, the, like a, the the grammar tips, like quick tips, would be fun. Um, uh, workshops like what the units are currently on Facebook, turn them into like workshops. That would be fun. Having a big central schedule for challenges throughout the fandom communities that we, that we are involved in would be good. 
of course, it would depend on people to come over and actually submit their details to us. Because I would not want to be trying to hunt that shit down. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm 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 not I've I've made a vow that I'm not gonna chase people anymore. <laughs> you can tell me if you want, but if 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 you don't want to tell me, that's fine. I'll just I, I can take a hint. Not gonna do it. And then what I think would be really interesting is that often people ask me, how do you do this? What is your process? And it'll be really interesting if we got like all kinds of writers to like do little blogs about their process, like how um, ha- um how they do things, because mm-hmm. I think it's important to highlight that no one way is the right way, and that what 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 works for me doesn't necessarily work the same way for Jilly, or obviously not for Lady Holder because she pants her ass off. Um, Actually, I, I I think I don't think so. I'm, I'm gonna call foul on the whole pantsing thing. <laughs> Lady holder, <laughs> she's poking you. <laughs> it's it's in her it's in her head. It's in her at some point. It's in your head. You can't tell me it's not. You may not make your decision until the moment you sit down to write. You may start pantsing, but eventually you put some pants on. <laughs> I think that at some point everybody puts pants on. Well, no. Let me rephrase that. At some point, a good writer will put some pants on. Because you got to figure out where you're going. At some point, you have to stop flying by the seat of your pants and figure out what the hell is going on. And whether you put those pants on after your rough draft, I don't. I don't think. I don't think you can get to the end if you don't put some pants on. You gotta know think, how you're getting there. Right. You gotta stop. You gotta make a plan at some point. Otherwise, you just you just never end. You just and then and then and then. And Lady and Holder's then ability, fizzles. Lady Holder's ability to get to the finish line consistently. She gets she she's been pantsed. She's been she's been repantsed. I'm sorry. I'm calling foul. Maybe she's wearing some shorts. I don't know. <laughs> well, but if you've got some that you still have enough ugly what you're doing, it means because you haven't. You either lost interest. I, this is just my guess. You lost interest, and you're like, "Well, I'm doing something else," or I mean, because sometimes that happens. I've pants stuff in the past where I've sat down and work on an idea, and then I go, "I'm not interested in, in this enough to to figure it out." But we've all seen that story that fizzles, and this is an author who never bothered, even during their second draft, to put on some pants and figure out how their story comes together. Because I mean. You got to do that work somewhere. So either you're doing it before, you're doing it during, or you're doing it after. And if you're not doing it after and you're just putting up crap, then okay, fine. We're not talking to you. But Lightholder, you do have a defined structure in your work. And you do have a beginning, a middle, and an end. And that structure is coming from somewhere. And I've you seen your rough draft versus your final draft. So I know you're doing the work. I've seen I, the it, evidence of the work. I've seen you as a writer grow over the last decade in ways that if I was a condescending twat, I would say make me really proud. <laughs> You've been practicing. <laughs> <laughs> no, you've been practicing would be a condescending twat. I don't. I mean, sometimes you just are proud of someone. We always, I think, we think that proud sounds like a condescending thing, but I don't know that it is. I mean, it could come across that way. <laughs> Stairs in Southwestern. Oh, bless your heart. <laughs> 
But just because I don't you don't know what that means. I said just because you don't write it down does does and you're holding it all in your head. It doesn't mean you didn't at some point plot. At some point you had to. <laughs> I love jalapenos. They don't love me. No, no. They're mean to me. Yes, I do find the red ones are less mean, but they're still really. Mean. I love red jalapenos. <sighs> I, I, I mean, think jalapenos are delicious, but the. They're real cruel to me. <laughs> Addiction is real. Red jalapenos make me very happy. But, you know, you can see a writer grow. I mean, anybody could actually go over to Lady Holder's site and look at her, the, the first work she put up, and you can see the maturity of her craft bloom. And I think it happened pretty quickly. And But then you also see writers who don't. Their craft stagnates, and they don't grow, and they hammer on the same ideas and the same characterization over and over and over and over again like they're stuck she says oh i don't i don't i, I i'm a pantser but what i had planned isn't going to work did you see what she just wrote <laughs> we should screenshot that shit <laughs> so later when she says she's a pantser we'll just copy and paste that in there uh-huh <laughs> what i had planned won't work <laughs> What I had Girl, you know I love you. <laughs> the thing is, I actually think that's something that happens. That's not a pants or a plotter problem, is it? <laughs> no, because you'll because you'll fuss at me. <laughs> when we when we sometimes when we have an older work that we need to go in and do some more work on, especially if you've grown a lot in your craft since you wrote that thing, that older thing, it's like you feel like you need to edit the fuck out of it before you can, you know. Right? It's like, oh my God, why did I write this? Why is it sound like a five-year-old wrote this? <laughs> I'm going to have to do a major rewrite before I can. And, and, then, and then it's difficult to go in and write that next thing that you were supposed to write. It's like, I don't write like that anymore. It's like, it's almost like the difference between an adult and a toddler. I just can't. Yeah. And it's just like, you don't want to actually rewrite it because... Right? I don't want I want to fucking invest myself in that. But how am I supposed to do this if I don't do that? It's just really frustrating. But what I think would be really cool is if we had um like uh guest bloggers, so to speak, who could come in and talk about their process. Yeah. You know, what they do and how they do it, what they have done in the past, if it worked for them, if it didn't work for them. Just th just that kind of thing. I think it would be really interesting. Yeah, I, I would love to hear from people like um, what their favorite works are of theirs, why they're their favorite, what does it show about, what kind of writer they are, <clears throat> where they think interview that, series. Yeah, where they think it falls in the, um, you know, in the arc of their own personal growth as a writer. Um, I don't know what you mean by that. <laughs> I don't, I don't either. <laughs> I was like, I was staring at it. I'm like, what are you talking about? <laughs> I don't, under, I don't understand. I don't understand the sentence that starts with honey. I'm like, okay. <laughs> she just, I blue screen. I did too. My brain stopped functioning. I think you okay. mean like five, seven years. That's the podcast, right? <laughs> okay. I still don't get it, but okay. <laughs> um, I have a lot of EAD projects that I, I don't know what to do with them. And then I was like, but, you know, I think it would just be really interesting to hear from other writers, you know, to kind of broaden our uh, scope a little. Yeah, what do you do? How do you do it? 
Um, <laughs> unclear and <antecedent>. see. <laughs> Fucking grammarly. The thing My about unclear antecedent is rarely unclear. <laughs> yeah, it's just the thing is if they're seeing a bunch of he's, if grammarly sees a bunch of similar pronouns together, it's going to assume that something is unclear. And and some writers, it's never, almost never unclear. It's like I always know what they're talking about. And some writers, I'm like, what? I can't tell who's doing what to what. It, are they doing anything? I can't. I honestly, the body parts are even confusing. So unclear. If you're pretty good with unclear antecedent, and you you're pretty clear about making sure you're good about making sure that you know it's clear who's doing something or who's speaking. Ignore. You just ignore, ignore that. But ignore. if this is an issue for you, you need to take unclear antecedent very seriously because it gets very confusing, and especially in, in in slash pairings. Or just when there's two men on the screen together or two women on the screen together, it's confusing. The pronoun thing can get very confusing. Um, just pay, you know, one of the things with Grammarly is learn what to start ignoring. Like when Grammarly starts getting on me about my ellipses, I tell it to just, I just double bird the fuck out of Grammarly. Cause you can't, you don't know Grammarly what's, what's unnecessary. How can you tell if an ellipsis is necessary or not? I wish it would tell me to, I wish it would give me the option to say, I'd rather not hear about my unclear antecedents. I mean, I play for Grammarly Premium. I should be able to tell I don't want to hear about antecedents or ellipses. To just shut up. Oh, Ty, thank you. We we now have a um a lady holder to English translator. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Don't call me later and cuss me out. But you mean you're talking about your process on the podcast. Of course you have. We have too. But it would be interesting. <laughs> Look at her. No gifts in the chat. It would be interesting to get other perspectives, people who've not been on the podcast. Because outside of you, the only other minion besides Jilly who's been on the podcast, although I'm really calling you a minion, that was weird. Sorry. Um, is um Boo. One night Boo Mom got on the chat the uh, podcast with me because I was all alone. Well, there were a few podcasts you did where you had Margaret. 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 Margaret was an author interview, though, after uh, her book, her first book. Now, yeah, Sinner was on several times. Colin, that wasn't but like, not like full on, this is my process, this is what we're doing, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah, we had a bunch. We did it. There were several shows back in the beginning with the call in thing. Um, yeah, that, was that wasn't, wasn't really about reader that wasn't really about um writer you know writer's process and it wasn't it wasn't an author interview of any kind we did margaret's um, interview because of her book she published i think one thing writing one thing there's a couple of reasons why a written thing can be some people like written better is one is that you don't listen have to listen to the whole podcast to hear whatever but also um it's more so it's more accessible to more people but also some people really struggle with the idea of being on the podcast Mm -hmm. Um, I know some people would really enjoy it, but a lot of people I've talked to just they think they, they would really struggle with the idea that this would be out there and they'd be talking to people and they think they would, you know, worried about freezing up. One of the um, we we did some behind the scenes recording on a couple of things. Uh, Jilly's got released. Um, I guess I could put mine out about my quantum bang. Good, yeah. I, I'll edit it and put it out for you guys. So you guys can listen to me hammer out my quantum bang before I actually did my quantum bang. I My quantum bang one it will be next year, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> we recorded this two years ago. <laughs> um, but uh, one of them, like, for the... We had to start over because she was she was so nervous. Her voice was shaking. I was like, just calm down. It'll be cool. It'll be fine. <laughs> it's just me. 
<laughs> and I recorded a couple. Um, one of them, I really hope that the that the author comes to fruition on this work because it was fascinating. Um, it was and- fascinating. I listened to it. I was like, "Holy shit! I really want to. I really want to read this." And then I recorded one with somebody else that they just they like. No, I, I just I I gave them the link and they went off and 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 they said I, they didn't want to ever be a podcast. So um, it just it just ultimately couldn't get past how freaked out where they were by it, which is fine. People have their, their comfort levels um, with that kind of thing. And yeah, we'll let some people process information better in written form. So, you know, we have like a set of standard questions, plus you could add other stuff. You know, we could do like written interviews with people where people could. Um, oh, no, no, Jeep. She's talking about her quantum bang, um, not demon. <laughs> Demons was not a quantum bang. Yeah, Demons was a rough trade project. Um, Mike, I didn't, I got, I was like sick for like three months. Most, I think most people know that. Um, and uh, my quantum bang didn't get finished. So I know a lot of people were really concerned that I stopped posting on rough trade and that I never posted anything with quantum bang. And it's like people start thinking I was dead. Um, no, I'm fine. But yeah, so my, I, I had, I thought I was going to turn into. Well, she's bangs. fine. She ever is. Yeah. <laughs> someone who was apparently a serial killer in a prior life. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, we already established that you were that guy who stole the yeah, stab Jesus. Yeah, Jesus. That's right. <laughs> so, um, thank you. Thank you. So, in, um, I, I thought I was going to cross the finish line with two, actually, this year. Because I had three that I had pretty good start on. I was thinking two of them were going to get um, done. But neither got finished because it's just the timing of when I got sick just sucked. Oh, oh yes. It wait. No, no, no. The the podcast I did is for um the absence of war. Yeah, Unleash Your Demons was her QB from last year. And then right after she released her QB from last year, we did the plotting for the absence of war. So we recorded right. this podcast a long time ago, but we don't release them until the story is up because that would be giant ass spoiler. <laughs> it and would be Kira- a giant ass spoiler. Let's see. It's Kira really does plot most of her story. You have known everything. <laughs> um, let's see. We did the we did your bounce. We did one of your bounces 722 2019. We did one of my bounces on 1114 2019. That's my quantum bank for this year. Or 2021. 20, you know what I mean? I I, I don't want to say it because nobody's ever done it. Um then we did my quantum bang conversation for the absence of war on 8 5 2019. I figured I knew it was right after the quantum bang was officially closed. So, um, so, so yeah, so, I, so, I do have a conversation for you, Lady Holder, that took place on 8 7 2019, but I don't know if you ever wrote either one of those ideas. Now I'm side eyeing you. We'll have, we'll have to listen to it. Yeah. But yeah, I'll get mine. Um, I'll get mine ready, and um, I'll put it up for you guys, so you guys can can listen to it. I have no idea how long it is. <laughs> it's been a while since we. Yeah, did it. with these really old ones, we have to go back and listen to the whole thing. It's like, what's on here? Because I did one bounce that had like three ideas in it, mm-hmm. and I was like, you got to take all of that out, but this much, <laughs> because the rest <laughs> of that is like, what the? No, I'm using it for something else. So we we don't release until they're until the story's done. So, yeah. So, absence of war was actually one that plotted and it crossed the finish line hello margaret it's me god 
I'm just kidding. (laughs) 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 She used to come into the chat all the time and start that. So I was just, you know. (laughs) As you are never a drunk enough for that. But she used to come into the to chat. She said, hello, Kira. It's me, Margaret. <laughs> so, you know, it's a little running joke. So does anybody <laughs> have anything that they like to see that they think would be helpful? I like doing the calendar that we did for um, Facebook, the, the Ryers Table calendar. Um, it was kind of unwieldy. So I'd like to do a digital version of that. Yeah, it having yeah, I could see that. <laughs> well, I mean, technically, it was digital in the sense it was a PDF, but it wasn't dynamically digital. Yeah, I mean, it would be great if it was clickable. Of course, the the PDF was clickable. Um, oh, that was that was deeply unfortunate, Ellie. Question is, do you have a replacement yet? Okay, awesome. Yeah, because we did the we did the challenge cal- calendar and um. It was fun to do have them have them all laid out like that so you can see what's going on and but the thing is is I would not want to chase people for information. So it would have to be something where you know you would go to this page and you would submit your information and then we would put it in the calendar or whatever, you know. Because I would not want to be, you know, running around getting emails from people and sending emails, I need your information, I need your information, I need your information. Well you'll have categories and tags and a big site index. That's really easy to manage on WordPress. We yeah, I, think, menus I, think, and stuff. I think WordPress search works pretty well. Um, can't say that I think it's perfect or anything, but it works pretty well. So um, even if we like, if something isn't for whatever reason, isn't categorized or in a way that seems logical. First of all, you could tell us this doesn't seem logical. Um, I, you should be able to find it for search. If you at least remember a keyword or something. Uh, so Shadow asks, I'm not quite sure how you're handling the mini challenges from the workshop. Are those staying there or moving over? We haven't done anything with those in over a year. I mean, they're all still there. The prompts are all there. It's just, um, no one really posts their answers to the prompts. And I haven't added any new ones in a very long time. Um, you missed the prompts? Um, I feel like the forum was not the best environment for them. That's what I would say. Um, well, I mean, we do have, yes, we could put them on Discord because we already have prompts on Discord of a sort. Uh, the visual prompts were always on Discord um, over on the Just Right server. Um, yeah, I have a whole collection we, of those. We just didn't ever put the, uh, uh, the, the word-based prompts, the sentence prompts, the word prompts, character prompts. We never put those on Discord, but since we already have prompts on Discord, there's no reason we couldn't. Also, trope, the bingos are actually functionally prompts. Um, very simple, straightforward prompts. The trope is a little bit, trope bingo is a little bit more, um, as prompts go, I think it's a little bit more challenging than just like the fluff bingo was. Yeah, um, which you're were staring just, at mine. Which are more fluff themes. Um, so that is an, a, a, a way, and that is run completely on Discord. Um, functionally, in terms of that, we could certainly point to Discord for the, um, the bingo, it might be that's the solution is we do all the prompts from Discord and we point to it from the the writing server I mean the writing site because um, it's 
difficult to manage the administration. I think would be difficult to manage the administration on on a site. But it act with the bingos. It actually we've got it really running really smoothly right now uh, with getting, and we have a lot of people sign up for these bingos. We had well over a hundred sign up for fluff bingo. Wow! Um, because we hit the thing is we hit. I'd made eighty cards and we ran out, and I made more. I made like twenty more, and we ran out, and I'm like I'm not making more cards. Just start redistributing some of the old ones. <laughs> uh, I'm not doing it. Just no. Um, not that it's that big a deal, but um, it's just, it was just like, I was just like, I, it's almost over. It was during the bonus period. We went over a hundred. I was like, no, I'm not making more cards. <laughs> but I think, I don't remember, I don't know where we're at right now with, with, um, that's when I looked, we were at like at 57 or something on Trope Bingo. And we've still got, we're 10 days into the signup of three months of signups. So yeah. And I feel like stories. most people didn't want to respond on the forum with their actual content. Yeah, I th- I think that was a problem for a lot of people. And I would not want to run story content on writing and junk. No, part because it gets into the you know, um, the the administration gets to be very burdensome when you're hosting the content. Um, whereas you know, if we were to like let's say do the prompts on Discord, we could say you can leave your links of your responses of the prompts unless you don't warn appropriately. If you're someone who refuses to warn leave your links here you can participate but we don't i don't want you putting your links on the server so we used to it, it gets to be the thing is asking people to warn before they give the link warn with the link is a pain in the ass because it it, it may it requires you know administration but if you know we just say you can leave your links here as long as you do major trigger warnings on your post if you don't do major trigger warnings on your post do not link your stuff here um that way, the burden is the burden is now on the on the writer to make sure their stuff is correct. And if somebody reports that their stuff, if somebody told me somebody's not warning appropriately, and we go and find that they've got major triggers in their stuff, and they don't warn, and we've had this rule about this, you know, I would just not let them post on the server anymore. That's just the way it is. Yeah, I'm in agreement. So they've we, so they've given out 65 cards for trope bingo, and we're going to do an AU bingo. So that'll be fun for probably everybody but me. <laughs> Because <laughs> I'm I mean, in AU bingo already. <laughs> I mean, I do AUs for sure, but the thing is, there's there's more AUs that I there are more AUs that I absolutely do not like than there are AUs that I like. So, you know, that could be like I could I could wind up with uh of the only good bingo for me that has a coffee shop AU, and then I cry. There's amnesia God help on me. my card, Jillian. I know, I know, I know, but you've got a good workaround for that. I do, I do. In fact, I already have 500 words of it written. So yeah, we can bring the prompts back and people can do, um, we've got lots of room for doing um, categories and servers over there. And in terms of navigating on Discord, you know, you want to be collapsing your categories and muting categories you're not interested in. Super helpful. Um, that way you can find the categories of stuff. So, like if you're not interested in bingo, you can mute the bingo category until you want to do a bingo. If you, um, we could have a prompts category and you could, if you don't aren't in the prompts, you can mute it so that, you know, you're just, if you're just there on that server to write, then that's all you need to do. So mute everything. It's not that. When it comes to the blackout bingo on trope bingo, I actually agree with the rule about not being able to do one because it would be a hot disastrous mess. Um, I don't know a single writer who could accomplish that in a way that would be actually functional as a story not even crack i mean because i mean it would be a hot mess 
if you were genuine to each trope and not just pay lip service to the trope, but to actually be genuine to it. I gotta... Because, okay, here's mine. Here, here, here's my list. Fix it, friends to lovers, unexpected bad motherfucker. Okay, secret reveal. Maybe I could get all those in there. Maybe. Rule 63. Pregnancy, time travel, amnesia. Okay. <laughs> Competence, found family, courtship, and undercover. And then my last set. Epic friendship, a reckoning, a pretend couple, and isolated. Slash Canadian shack. So... I guess I could put Rule 63 and Pregnancy together and maybe time travel and fix it. And I get, But Bilbo and Thorin weren't friends. And I don't have bitchy acquaintances to lovers. I have friends to lovers. Bilbo is an unexpected badass motherfucker. But who's undercover in this story? The found family would be the, the company. I've got time travel and episode tag in the same card. I don't know how you put those together. Ori's undercover. The Cobbits definitely goes to Dwalin. Um, the epic friendship would have to be Nori and Bilbo. I mean, just this is already a hot fucking mess. Yeah, we gave the I, we gave people the option to do an ultimate blackout by you know making the word count a little bit higher because the minimum theoretically for for sixteen stories would be sixteen k. So we raised the word count a little bit and said if you're going to do an ultimate blackout story, you need to write twenty k. That was in fluff bingo. That was in fluff. And but can you get f twenty fluff themes into one story? Yes, it's just not that difficult. Um, it might wind up, you know, depending upon what you do, it could still come out a little cracky. If you're moving from puppies to baby goats to um, kittens all in the same story, it might start to feel, and then babies and kids, it might start to feel a little bit like a cuteness menagerie. Um, <laughs> but you could certainly do it. It's just, I don't think you can ha hammer some of these tropes all in together. I mean, but where am I going to stick pretend couple into this? And how do they all end up in a Canadian shack? Right? I've got Canadian shack, secret siblings, <laughs> time travel, episode tag, um, hurt comfort, living your best life, enough's enough, fuck all y'all, I'm done. Fix it. <laughs> Pregnancy. Unexpected badass. Found family of choice. Enemies to lovers. I mean, these just these tropes don't go. Not some of them work. I could because I mean, the thing is, I could do best life and enough enough. Fuck y'all, y'all. I'm done in, this, in one story. But that was, certainly is not in the rules. It's one story per square. But I don't have to hammer all that together. It's just it's it doesn't work. It would be b ridiculously cracky because and then on top of all these other all these other tropes, I have to put time travel involved. I mean, <laughs> right? Because there's time travel and then rule sixty three and then pregnancy. And then amnesia. Who has amnesia? I've right. I've got I've got pregnancy, but not rule sixty three. But I do have a free square. So, <laughs> well, I put um, I made myself a free square and put Canadian Jack on it because my original square for that was natural disaster, and I didn't want to write that. I was like, well, fuck that. That's my blank spot. <laughs> Yeah, I was kind of annoyed that I got a free space because if you get a free space, you have to pick one of the other tropes. And I would love to swap out one of my other ones. Um, but yeah, the thing about bingo is you get what you get, right? So you know, if you're and the thing is, you only you only, you just pick a pattern that works for you. So like, if I was only going to do one bingo, I'd probably do epic friendship, secret siblings, fix it, and natural disaster. I would do my, one of my that would be the one that I 
for four that I could easily come up with something with. Although I'd be sad that Isolated Trapped is not in that in that group. <laughs> but whatever. Because I really want to ride the Canadian Shack. <laughs> also, if you're over on the Trope Bingo group, the Trope Bingo collection on AO3, the icon for that collection is the Canadian Shack. Because I like amusing myself. <laughs> and if you haven't seen the Canadian Shack, allow me. It literally is a Canadian Shack. Because <laughs> they were discussing what to make the icon. And I was like, well, okay, it has to be a Canadian Shack. And then she came back later and she literally found a Canadian Shack. It's the first freaking thing when you search for Canadian Shack. <laughs> it's a Canadian it's Shack. shack. <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> I thought it would just end up being a shack in the snow, but no, no, no. <laughs> that is somebody who's in fandom who owns a shack in Canada. I mean, I didn't even have to work hard to get that picture. I was like, yes, that is the icon for Trope Bingo. <laughs> There's someone out there who painted that flag on that shack who got really a fucking amused with themselves. So if you're listening to this podcast and you really want to see this Canadian shack, honestly, just search for Canadian Shack, but if you can't find it, you can go to the AO3 collection for Trope Bingo. It is the icon for the collection. Enjoy. I did. <laughs> she came back and she said, oh my god, it's perfect. I found it. I support this plan. That's why. <laughs> always, whatever, whatever the beverage is. There's always room for rum. There's always room for rum. I'm drinking a Fresca. I wouldn't mind putting some rum in it. <laughs> So I think we've got some ideas. I really, I really like the idea of doing the author interviews and like the author blog. What's your process? Um, it could be like a two-part thing. It could be here's the interview. It could be here. What's your process like? What do you want to talk about? Um, or talk about your favorite story. What do you like about it? And I think one of the things that helps, honestly, a writer is to be able to, art to articulate things about your work and be able to speak to, speak to it. You know, it's to be able to speak to and learn to like look at your own work and figure out what themes do you explore, um, that kind of thing. You know, what is it that you're doing with your story? What is you're doing with your work? What do you what do you like to explore? Why do you like to explore it? Um, Someone asked earlier if this was going to be like a fandom centric space or like original writing centric. Um, I'm both. I would see no reason to limit myself when it comes to. I mean, it, it is it is what it is. You know what I mean? Just writing in general. I don't see, um, I don't, a lot of people see fan fiction writing as less valuable. I don't. I learn as much, if not more sometimes in my fan fiction writing that I, as I do in my original writing. And I see no reason why I would dedicate a space to one over the other. It'd be about writing and not about fandom. So, right. so, it might be there are some topics specific to fan fiction, but then there might be some topics specific to romance or sci-fi. So if you consider fan fiction sort of a big parent genre of writing, um, and yeah, there'd be parts that are about specifically about fan fiction. Um, but I wouldn't think that we would talk about like fandom specific stuff that had nothing to do with writing. Now there like, is someone listening to this podcast in the future thinking, I need to send this whore an email because she just said she wouldn't have a space dedicated to, to fandom strictly, um, except, but then that that's all there is on Rough Trade. I have said in the past, and I will say it again, um, 
there are certain challenges on 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 rough trade where original fiction is would be more than welcome. Would be like next year, all three topics you could do original fiction for them. But I personally will never, ever, as long as I live, write original fiction for rough trade again. Because when I did, and I ended up publishing that book, it's called uh, Fall for You, um, some asshole went on Amazon and bitched about reading it for free and then having to pay for it on Amazon. There's actually a lot of bitching about it based on people who had read it on rough trade. Um, and the and thing is, is, I didn't even finish that rough trade. I ended up in that challenge hitting about 30K and stalling out. And then I finished it a couple of months later at 50K. So for someone that actually said I tr basically ported it from rough trade into a publishing that I just didn't even change a damn thing about it. And it was like, so that's why I would never. And I honestly do not recommend that you do it if you intend on publishing it in any form later in the future outside of putting it for free on AO3. Um, because people were really asshole, um, assholeish about it. So the end result is, is that Rough Trade participants will never see me create something original on Rough Trade again. Because what? Why would I do that? Why would I set myself up for that kind of abuse? Thank you, Rogue. I appreciate that. But this year, the challenges are really geared towards fandom. Next year, they won't be. And you could write original if you wanted to. We've had people do it even after. I mean, I had been, it used to be July was original fiction. When I first became aware of Rough Trade, July was always scheduled for original fiction. And, um, I didn't participate. I was thinking about signing up for Rough Trade the first time. It was the July was the challenge. It was like there. And I was like, no, I don't, I'm not prepared to write original fiction in front of strangers right now at this point in my life. So I was waiting for November. And um, I think, I maybe, I think so. I think that that was the last original fiction challenge you did was that July, July 2013. Yeah. Um, Specifically, and, yeah. And, um, so, I, you know, but I was psyching myself up that if it came around again, that I would participate. But after I saw what happened um, to Kira uh, within the comment section on Amazon, I was just like, I will never write original fiction on Rough Trade. Never, ever. Not if I wanted to do anything with it, except put it on, put it somewhere. I, I don't even know what I would do with it. So um, I just wouldn't. So, but yeah, so I, I agree. I don't. I don't think rough trade is a fandom specific space, even if it is mostly fan fiction, but, um, and neither is the wild hair project. Um, for that matter, I would just not, I personally would not, and I don't recommend it. Um, wild hair actually also has some, it has some, um, original fiction. It has some poetry. That story is so cute. What's it called? Where they had to go into challenge if they insult people. Oh, 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 yeah. Um, I can't remember the name. But there's also um, some poetry on Wild Hair. Yeah, I had to actually lower the word count requirement to get the poetry on there. Um, but yeah, so neither one of those spaces are strictly for fandom. Um, but I honestly don't recommend that you post your original fiction on Rough Trade unless you don't intend to ever put it up or, or try to sell it to a publisher or, or self-publish it or whatever you intend to do with it later. I just don't recommend it. Um, I did not have a good experience with it and um, do with it what you will. Of course, I also had an asshole in the Amazon actually point out something in my writing that I've spoken to my podcast audience about is my inability to write action scenes. 
So they made sure to point that out. And if I was an asshole, I would have responded and thanked them for listening to my podcast. But I didn't. So. <laughs> oh, the one minute trial by combat rule is by Ellen's cult. It's fucking hilarious. I love it. It's one of my favorite short stories I've ever read. Get the link for y'all. It's very cute. Also, I kind of want to live in a world where there's one minute <laughs> combat trials. Speaking yes. of, um, I was talking shit to somebody outside my car when I was driving, and my husband says, "What? What's going on?" I said, "This, these two boys were talking to each other and didn't re- realize they'd walked out in front of my car." And he, and he said, "Would well, you need me to come over there?" I said, "They're not bothering me." I said, "I can handle this." The day I can't handle two little white boys. Um, you, <laughs> I'm white, by the way, just to let you know. Um, two little white boys, you. <laughs> You need to divorce me because I'm not worth keeping around. And he said, honey, I don't know how to tell you this, but you're not nearly as badass as you used to be. I said, when I get home, I'll kick your ass. (laughs) 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 Anyways, they weren't messing with me. She's just breaking the gift rule left and right. She just, she's, is it because she's drinking? I think so. I I do think it's, I think it's the booze. (laughs) <laughs> but yeah <laughs> could be could be but yeah I, mean, I just think it would be interesting um for g- damn good reason obviously uh we could have our discord links um we could uh announce challenges if i want a grammar rant i can then we could do like uh we could do a blog series called In the Process, maybe, or something like that. And then do some author interviews. Are you making notes or we're gonna have to go back and listen to this later? <laughs> I am making notes. I took notes. <laughs> I, that's become a terrible habit of mine, is I don't take notes about things for some of the podcast. I figure I can go back and listen to it later and then I go and then when oh, I need to look at the man, information, I go it's three hours long. I don't want to listen to that whole <laughs> podcast. Wrong, what was wrong with me? Why didn't I make notes? The worst part about it, though, is that when I try to do that, it ends up being background noise for me, and then also then I, um then I'll miss it. Yeah, and that's like, where was it? I what, what I, I said I know there's something that I'm that I'm hitting the little button thing to get backwards. I wonder how far I have to go. Wait, was it past this joke? Oh, wait, wait, and then you know it is it just it it it's never ending. So yeah, I, I have notes. I have notes. Um, if for a, for a plot, actually plotting, it can be great to have the recording because then I can go back and listen to the whole thing and then take my notes. Because it's, sometimes it's hard for me to re- take notes as I'm verbalizing stuff. So the rec- that can be great for plotting is to go back and listen to the recording, but not so great when you're trying to just, you know, get stuff done. No. <laughs> Podcast transcripts. That's a very expensive endeavor because I wouldn't be willing to personally do it. I mean, hell, they're over. There are over 600 podcasts-ish. I don't actually know how many are uploaded to CastBox. But I shall look. It has a 99 of plus beside it. <laughs> Helpful. Okay, 479. I thought it was over 600. But I guess I'm wrong. So 479. And then we have two that are not up. And then this one, so... So, yeah, I mean, it would actually be very expensive to have. Um, I wouldn't want to do it personally. And to pay somebody to do it, it would be ridiculous. So. Oh, I just I just wrote on myself. That's what I get for typing my 
damn pin on my face. I tapped the wrong end. <laughs> it took me a second to process that visual. <laughs> the brain sometimes is a little slow. Uh, yeah, Squeaky Wheel John. Somebody was looking for that the other day. I, I don't remember which podcast was Squeaky Wheel John, but I don't think it was last year. It was, it was uh, John Shepard Time Travels Part 1 and Part 2. Yeah, that sounds, that sounds about right. That, that Squeaky Wheel John was one of my favorite podcasts. That Sir? Sir, did you know? <laughs> part two specifically, yeah. Yeah, I've, I've occasionally thought we, we, we need to like keep a list of what actually is like the content in all the podcasts. But, man, that'd be work. We could at least start it going forward and then fill in as we figure out stuff. Unfortunately, CastBox doesn't allow for tagging. How do they expect you to figure out what? Did you just have a long summary or something? I used What's to. Part? Now I just put a half-ass summary on there. Because <laughs> the summaries don't go to all the services. Oh hell, yeah. But on the writing server specifically, we might um, call out specifically like writing-specific podcasts, like craft-specific, not writing-specific craft-specific podcasts. Oh Jesus Christ, no! The turducken. No turducken. <laughs> I don't even remember what. Oh, that, that was, it was a Tony Genozo podcast because that there was a podcast. It's I don't actually know what that called podcast. Tony Genozo and the and the Turducken. It's actually like, in the title. It's not what it started as. It started as something else. The Turducken got added on. Yeah. Unfortunately for the podcast audience, later on there is not a picture of a Turducken on the podcast art because I did look and it was terrible. So. I made no a decision. <laughs> that cartoon, though, that Lady Holder found about the turducken, I can't. Th recently, that was that was that was pretty recent that she found that. I can't think of the last time I laughed that hard. I, mean, I almost peed myself. I was laughing so hard over that cartoon about the turducken. You go get it, because if y'all <laughs> shouldn't play with God like that, the turducken cartoon. She's breaking up for me. Is she breaking up for you guys, or is it just me? It's just you. It's always just you. <gasps> Rude. No. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Hello, Angelic. I didn't see you in here. Uh, or did you just recently arrive? See? <laughs> that is just wrong. <laughs> That's it. That's the one. I just... That cracks me the fuck up. Because you know how that worked, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> I'd rather not think about how that worked. I mean, it's not hard to figure out. You put a chicken and a duck and the duck and the turkey, you know. <laughs> that turkey was playing power bottom that day. <laughs> You're just... Well, I mean, who didn't think it? <laughs> well, now that's all I'll ever think, thanks to you. <laughs> the crucifix nail nipples. I, I, we can't, we, we can't go there again. We can't. No. I, I agree. The duck was probably having the most fun in that scenario. I mean, the chicken's the smallest and had to drive that action. That's a, that's a mighty robust fierce chicken. Chicken. Fierce chicken. That is. There you go. That's unexpected badass. <laughs> You don't need to give these bitches any encouragement to do crack. No. <laughs> the chicken no. looks exhausted. That's because the chicken is exhausted. 
That is, that is a tired chicken. That, 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 <laughs> no, oh my God. <laughs> I can't. Oh, as. <laughs> Do I even want to know how you know that? Wait, what? No, we don't want to know. I feel healed, Margaret. I, f I feel healed. Butt plugs and dildos. Bilbo needs to, nobody wants to come across that scenario. <laughs> what is, what Bilbo, is going on with Bilbo the Does the Shire have therapists? Because Bilbo needs help. <laughs> now, what if the dwarves come across it and then they want to have a conversation with Bilbo about the oddities of Shire poultry? <laughs> He's like, no, we don't discuss that. It's inappropriate. Twilight. All the all the y'all who know a little bit too much about animals, and you just hush, just hush. Lord, I'm about to have a plot idea for my come to Jesus prompt. Actually, <laughs> is come to Jesus on my list? It better be. It's not. It's not on your list. It's a good thing I got a free space. Hey, that's it's the reckoning one, right? Yeah. The reckoning. Yeah, I have that one on my list naturally. Naturally. No, Shadow's about to traumatize us. Look, I don't need to know these things about farm animals. Shadow, don't put anything terrible in my chat room. Well, we have we have levels of terrible. We'll just have to see what level it hits. <laughs> you guys you guys are gonna traumatize Angelic Insanity, which is saying something since her internet non diplume is Angelic Insanity. <laughs> Branching vaginas. Okay, y'all. I worry about all of you. What world is that? I I agree with Stop. Oh my god. <laughs> I, you, know, you know, honestly, some man thought that. I mean, that's not even they that's did. not yeah. Yeah, they did. She as you can go to the corner now and you're gonna stay there the rest of the year. Okay, you need to put that behind. Oh my god, put that behind a spoiler. I don't want to look at that. Jesus. You're making me pray. <laughs> I'm not sure that's how the Lord wants you to introduce us to Jesus. <laughs> the podcast where Ask Me Chili Pray. <laughs> oh, Bibbity. You should have resisted that pun. You should have resisted. I don't know how she possibly could have. I mean, and she got to it first. Yeah. It, it did literally spiral out of control. You didn't have to repeat it. You yeah, didn't it have did. to repeat it. No. <laughs> no. Okay, y'all. This is this is since we've spiraled out of control, does anybody have anything they want to add about the writing thing before we all lose our minds when Chad is not being laboriously recording our crazy for us to talk about duck dicks? I do not want to talk about Duck Dick. Although, in the Turducken scenario, <laughs> Duck was having the most fun. I, I agree that the Duck was definitely having the most fun. Although, considering what we just saw, I'm not sure how the turkey felt about things. Right? It's honestly a good thing the turkey was on bottom. I'm not yeah, sure the turkey yeah. could have taken that. <laughs> it's fine, ass. <laughs> no, I don't think anybody would expect that Spanish Inquisition. <laughs> Yeah, because the chicken was having to drive all that action. I guess that I guess that if they got the positioning right, the 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 
turkey and the chicken could have just stayed still and the duck could have gotten an aerobic workout, but that See, now lame. I just had a terrible, 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 terrible flashback to Howard the Duck. <laughs> Are we going to have to have the M- he's part of the MCU conversation again? I told my husband that. He told me he told me I was going to hell. <laughs> Does he still dislike you for that? Yeah, I think so. It's great. I'm not wrong, though. It oh. is technically the first MCU movie. Mm-hmm. Anyways, should have just resisted the urge to put Howard the Duck in that after credit scene. Should have resisted. But because he didn't, that makes Howard the Duck part of the MCU. He's canon. There's a canon Howard the Duck. What's that big giant vagina in the back of that? <laughs> Picture shooting that laser out. There's a big giant vagina. Oh, fanged vagina. Oh, I had to. I had to scroll. What is that? I don't know what it is. I I watched that movie when I was young. I just don't remember it. Don't even get me started on the 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 brain bug in Starship Troopers. <laughs> they have to censor it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I I know it is terrible, but I fucking love that movie. Starship Troopers? Yes. I fucking love it. It's I so mean, some terrible. Things, some things are a cult classic for a reason. The sequels were the sequel was awful. I only saw one of the sequels. I don't know if there's more than one. I but, haven't watched any of the sequels. How could anybody compare to the first one? It's not even worth I did watch I'd watched the it, no. I was like, no, no, nope. There are many. Yeah, it scares me. You know, somebody somebody told me, y'all, I let somebody I let somebody lead me astray. They told me that some of the Sharknado movies were really good. And I was like, really? How could something about a tornado of sharks actually be good? But they convinced me. They actually managed to persuade me. And so I watched the first Sharknado and I thought it was terrible. I thought it was terrible. And so I said, it's terrible. She said, really? Well, the good one is actually the second one. <laughs> I was so persuaded by this crap. I watched the second one. <laughs> If y'all love Sharknado, that's fine. You do you, but you can't tell me it's a great movie. It's not. Yes, I was, I was, I was led about. I was naive. I don't listen to people anymore. Uh, they say though they're serious. They said they seriously do love the movie, and the second one they say is the best. I, I don't get it. You're right. If it was a test, Angelic, I failed. Yeah, I actually watched Sharknado. Now Robert Heinlein wrote Starship Troopers, right? I think I read that. And the book is all yeah. The, the book is definitely better than the movie, but the movie is hilarious. <laughs> yeah, it is. I can deal with some level of crackiness in a movie, but I, I have my limits. And, shark, and a tornado of sharks is my limit, apparently. Actually, my limit may be well ahead of that. I'm not a hundred percent sure. I, I have no desire to find out. I I enjoy monster movies, but I've never watched a Sharknado movie, and I had no intention of starting. Yeah, don't, don't yourself don't go there don't 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 fail the test just like i did i think if you watched the sharknado movie and enjoyed it that you permanently lost the game i didn't enjoy it i'm just saying (laughs) anyway i enjoyed the first jaws movie as i recall i haven't seen it in years but i recall that i also liked the third one that was one with the theme park yeah, I think I like the third one too. The, the one with the theme park, I like that one. 
The second one, I'm not sure where the second one. The third one, uh, the second one just kind of fades out of memory. I don't even remember what it was about. I remember the first one, which was, I actually liked the third one better, but I liked the first one too. Um, I think probably the reason I like the third one better is because conceptually the first one is scarier. I already worry about being bitten by sharks. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, I, I, I think first, I'm obvious tar- a target. The first shark, the first jaw, the first jaws was in the open ocean, right? That's why I liked it. That's why I liked. I think the the third one better is because the the setup was less plausible that, that it would get into this enclosed space, this giant shark. Um, but speaking of implausible Star Trek movies that I really enjoy, I also enjoy Deep Blue Sea. Um, I'm pretty sure I've read that, seen that one, but I just don't. Quite... It's got Samuel L. Jackson in it. Oh, 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 oh. Um, yeah, Lake Placid. I love Lake Placid. I love Lake Placid too. I actually really enjoyed the Meg, but probably not for the reasons that most people did. I think most people enjoyed the Meg for J- Jason Statham. <laughs> St- Jason Statham. Statham. I sometimes I might get that. I'm like, have you ever, ever identify with a character more in your life than you did with her when she was peeking in that window? <laughs> like, no, I was girl, like, same. <laughs> I mean, it, it, it's 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 a ridiculous kind of monster movie, but it's it's entertaining. Yeah. The Meg is entertaining. My, you know, my one my one problem with the Meg, it, you guys are gonna laugh at me. Okay, so at the very end, when they've got everything done, everything's handled, and they're going back, they're heading back to the, you know the ship, right? And they pass that little dog in the water. Frankly, the only character in the whole movie. Who knew to get the fuck out of the way? That little dog saw a shark, turned around, left. He's like, no, nah, I'm not, nah, dog. <laughs> I'm done. Nuh-uh. Y'all, and then after credits, you finally see that poor little dog make it back to the boat. That asshole didn't pick that little dog up. He made him swing back to the boat by himself. That was a dick move. That was a total <laughs> dick move. And this was like a little Yorkie. <laughs> In yeah. the open water, swimming by themselves. Trying to get away from the giant shark. Um, I was like, you little asshole. That is uncalled for. I also really enjoy, uh, I enjoyed Rampage, just on the entertainment value of it. And what, again, but was there something wrong with watching Dwayne Johnson? I love Rampage. I own it. I, I bought it as soon as it, I watched it in the theater and then I bought it as soon as it came out. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I love it when he puts that guy in the chokehold and goes, go ahead, give into it. That's a big arm. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I love Dwayne Johnson. I love big monkeys. <laughs> and I got both in one movie. And, and also, his- I really appreciate the fact that he said he wouldn't make the movie if they killed the big monkey. Yeah, he because originally George was supposed to die, and he when he read the script, he was like, "No, no, no, my audience has a certain expectation of what they're going to get in the movie from me, and it is not sadness at the end." And he was going to walk so, away from you know, the project. So I really appreciate that because if they'd actually let, I'd have been mad. <laughs> I'd have been yeah. real mad. Uh, it's great though; I really enjoyed Rampage. Um, and Jeffrey Morgan. Funny as fuck in that movie. He was. He was. He was hysterical in Rampage. It was great. I I really enjoyed his character a lot in that movie. I expected to hate him, but I loved yeah. him by the end. I was like, yeah, 
Yeah, I like you a lot, dude. Me and my sister went to see Maleficent Part 2. Was it good? I enjoyed it. There's a, little, there's a few campy moments. But I enjoyed it nonetheless. I think it really finished out their story in, in, a, in a lovely way. I, there, there were some parts that were really sad. Uh, there was one part where me and my sister both scooted forward. And we're sitting there and we're both, and my mom's like, what are you doing? I said, if, if what happens, if what I think happens is going to happen, I'm fucking leaving. I'm done. My sister's like, get her purse. Because we're both seeing it coming, right? And I was like, don't do it. Don't do it. Oh my God, don't do it. Oh God. And then we both cried. But then it was for nothing. So, but it was just like, I don't want to spoil it for anybody. But we were getting ready to leave. Because <laughs> we were going to leave. <laughs> like, nope. Done. <laughs> This is not happening. <laughs> I'm not having it. It does not end badly. There is a sacrifice, but it's not Maleficent. Um, there, There is character death. The chapel scenes are very sad. Um, but um, it, it, it doesn't end badly. Well, if it ends well and it wraps up their arc, I hope they let that be the end. I mean, Hollywood has a hard time of letting go of a franchise. <sighs> I mean, money. honestly, it's... The relationship between Maleficent and um, Aurora takes a takes a ding, but they come out the other side of it. Um, I think it was badly named. Let's just put it that way. Because I thought Maleficent was going to turn on her, but that doesn't make any sense because Maleficent woke her up, which means that she loves her, right? So yeah, um, that would kind of that would kind of like ruin the first movie. Yeah, but it, it it's. It's full circle. There is a realization in their relationship that is beautiful. Um, and so, yeah. I really enjoyed it. But there was that one moment where I was like, oh, hell no, you're not going to do this to me, Disney. I'm leaving. <laughs> I am leaving. My sister had her purse in her lap. We were going to go. <laughs> it was like, just, I'm not having this. I'm not having this. Not having this. This is not what I'm having. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, honestly, it's not as good as the first one, but uh, but, but sequels rarely are, uh, except for like Aliens. Um, like Aliens, Alien is good. Aliens two is better, and the Aliens three and four didn't happen. So I don't know what you guys are talking about. <laughs> Aliens three was just I'm like, why, 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 did why? You have to go there? Why you bitches? Why? But in the research I did for last year, when I did the um, when I did my the real end for aliens. I found out that they had to rewrite that script because um, Michael Bean was supposed to be in it. He wasn't supposed to die. Really? And he doesn't die in the comics, just like in the comic trade edition of Terminator. Reese doesn't die. They faked his death and took him into government hands. He's not dead. The, um, the government took him into custody and Sarah never finds that out. I did not know that. But um, they tell Ripley in the original script, they tell Ripley that um, Hicks was dead, but he wasn't. And they um, were interrogating him about Hadley's Hope, which is the colony, uh, and to get more information about the xenomorphs so they could capture one. And he eventually ends up dying in that, um, in that comic series, but he doesn't die when they said he did in the beginning of Aliens or Alien 3. But Michael Bean wouldn't be in the movie because they didn't pay him enough. And so they wrote him out and killed him in the movie. 
that's just, it ended it too. It ended it too. That was that. And he lived, they went, they, they made it somewhere, had their little family. Yeah. I'm pretty happy with my own ending for aliens. I don't, I don't need anybody else's. <laughs> <laughs> including theirs. Fuck, fuck, fuck canon. <laughs> fuck canon. Same thing for Terminator. And I don't even want to discuss the last Terminator movie and what and what they do there. Hell no. Did you read Is that? This, I've not which, watched the movie. I'm not going to see the movie because what, what I read about it was fucking infuriating. Is this uh, the Dark Fate? Uh, I, haven't, I haven't seen it. And part of it is part of it a little bit is a lack of interest because um, I just feel like some of these franchises they need to stop. They need to just stop. It's just this movie after movie after movie. And there's something there is something we like about a familiar franchise, but some franchises it's just they're ruining them by continuing. You know, you need to let it go. And it's just I know when they get a moneymaker, they don't want to let it go, but they need to. Yeah, I've reconnected just now. Um, I watched uh, Salvation. It was fine what, for what it was. I, I wasn't impressed really all that much. But Terminator Dark Fate, I re- I made the mistake. Or no, actually, it was not a mistake. I'm, I'm glad I read it because I'd have been furious to have paid for that. Um, it's basically a reboot that starts after the events of Terminator 2 where Sarah and John are in a restaurant somewhere in Mexico eating and a Terminator comes in and shoots John in the head that work and then the whole timeline is fucked and sarah uh ends up of course you know that won't be the end for humanity just somebody else is going to step up and do it right um and then in the end that terminator has been living alongside you know living his life with the rest of them going through all these events and is in and has achieved some kind of sentience um or sapience um and he regrets killing John and he helps Sarah protect basically the new version of her, not her, but like the, the, the new mother of the savior. I, um, I read the synopsis and I, I was like, I cannot believe they killed John Connor. I have no interest whatsoever in ever fucking watching this movie. I was infuriated. I was like, no. Why, why invalidate everything people have loved about that series? I mean, it's just John Connor was sort of like the, mythical thing in the whole the whole thing the was whole she the savior we were saying she was a savior not the new mother either way i'm i mean i'm just not remotely interested in seeing that i mean i'm um, no no it's i think that uh, what they actually what they did there is that it does show it did shine a spotlight on the weakness in their um in the original plot was it was, was it that easy to time travel they would have just kept trying that strategy over and over and over again. And they basically did. Because um, John, in, the- in theory, by by once John, once they knew that the ter- Terminators were traveling back to places in John's life, they would have needed to make sure that no one knew, no one had recorded or discussed anywhere John was until he started leading the resistance. But then once he started leading the resistance, the ability to get to him by time travel came possible again. I don't, you know what? It doesn't really matter if she was the savior or the incubator of the savior. Either way, they invalidated two movies that I really enjoyed, and I, I, I'm just not here for it. I will never watch that movie. 
it, I really honestly see it as really extremely bad storytelling. And it's disrespectful for the work that came before. And if you're going to pick up somebody else's work, you need to treat it with respect. When you're in a professional environment and you're writing as... I mean, personally, when I go to the movies, I'm not interested in seeing somebody's fan fiction unless it's Hannibal. <laughs> I'm just... Yeah. <laughs> that's, what, that's what Dark Fate is. It's somebody's AU fan fiction. And I'm not here for it. I would not pick that shit up on AO3 either. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you notice, you notice that, um, I mean, it's, it's sort of like, there are lots of effectively fan, fan productions of, of uh, Sir Arthur Conan Doyle. All these different reiterations of Sherlock Holmes are basically in their way fan fiction. And the creative elementary basically even described what they do as, I think that was the creative elementary described what they do as Sherlock Holmes fan fiction. Mm-hmm. Maybe wrong about which show said that. But anyway, um, so, but they they treat the original source material with a lot of respect in all of these iterations of um, Sherlock Holmes. You know they don't kill off John Watson in the first in the first episode. You know they try to bring in some of the original plots in some way, even if it's modernized, like with Sherlock in Elementary, where there are modernizations. Um, they bring in some of the original plot elements from like the Hounds of the Baskerville and. Um, um, Reichenbach falls and all that kind of stuff. They try to bring them in and try to, you know, give a reinterpretation, a modern reinterpretation of of those stories. So that's kind of what I would expect from somebody picking up and trying to take a new take on the Terminator franchise is that they would treat that original source material. Because that's basically what it is. It's reimagining the universe. And they could have done it with a resistance in another area or... um. I don't know. Just something different than a killing John Connor. I just it just it just ruined the whole thing for me. I lost complete all interest in watching Dark Fate when I found out they killed John Connor as a teenager. That the Terminator actually accomplished what Sarah had worked so hard to prevent. And that he did it in front of her. It just makes all the movies up to that point feel like a big failure, you know? Like all these triumphs they had are just wiped out. And what's worse is that he did that and walked away and let Sarah live. It seems almost petty, doesn't it? Yeah. Well, I'm glad you told me what's in that. I, I, I if if it ever comes up, you know, like a cheap on voodoo, I'll be like, hell no, nope, <laughs> not gonna do it. So I brought up Star Wars. Um, I'm not interested in um bashing a writer specifically. I don't like the writing choices that were made for Dark Fate, but I haven't watched it, so I don't even understand or know the quality of their storytelling. I just don't like the idea at all. I watched, I've watched all the Star Wars movies from from the very start. No, I take that back. I have not watched Solo, but I watched all the others. Um, I didn't watch. You know, I didn't. I probably don't watch any more Star Wars movies. I'm gonna. Finish this last one, but I'm not going to watch more Star Wars movies. Um, I feel like the franchise is kind of done in the movie theaters. Um, that's just my night angelic. That's just kind of my feel on it. But Solo, I was really disappointed in the casting. I felt like the character as Solo should have been a very dynamic, engaging casting. And I thought they cast cardboard from what I saw in the previews. It was like um, he has all the charisma of, you know, a paper towel. I feel like. They probably should have cast Sebastian Stan as Solo. Oh, Sebastian! Yeah, Sebastian Stan. Stan. Or yeah, or or even somebody like um, 
Uh, Dylan O'Brien also, I think, would have been charismatic in that role. But I think Sebastian Stan would have been better. But I had not watched Solo. That being said, I would say that of the trilogies, the last three were better than the prequels. Well, that's not exactly much of a bar. It's not. It's not. But I would say that my favorite Star Wars movie. Rogue would, One. It's Rogue One. Yeah. Rogue One is excellent. It's very tight story. Sign. There, there are some, well, there are some elements in Rogue One that really pissed me off at the time. I mean, I just, I was infuriated by some of the choices in Rogue One. Um, but in second watching, I kind of got over it and was able to get with the, appreciate the storytelling for what it was. Um, but I, I, I had, I had to, I had to grow into the really liking that. that. But well, my I favorite- knew I, I went into Rogue One knowing what was going to happen. I mean, I, I- well, yeah, you yeah. should. I mean, everybody should know. It wasn't. It wasn't the end that I had a problem with. It was. It was some of the stuff that happened towards the late, late, late beginning. You know, sort of, sort of try on the when you once you got into the I think the steep rising action curve. I started. Have, I had a few issues with some of the choices, but um, I like Return of the Jedi. My favorite of the original trilogy, trilogy though, is the Empire Strikes Back. Empire I think Empire is probably my favorite overall, but it it Rogue One for storytelling. I actually think it's tighter. Mm-hmm. I think it's I think it's a tighter tighter movie, tighter story. Um, the Ewoks are cute. It's cute. I mean, it's cute. That's what I would say about. Um, kind of the only problem I have with Return of the Jedi, honestly. Um, well, the Ewoks today, I would love to see if they could do a remake of Return of the Jedi. That's the one I would most want to see a remake of because somebody needs to do the Ewoks that look a little less like you know, very very either children or or little people in in fursuits which is what they were right um it just they, that's what they looked like so you know cgi ewoks would be awesome but anyway <laughs> um well actually let, let's end the podcast and we can keep talking about it because i think we've okay. kind of like exhausted the topic um so i want to thank you guys for hanging out with us and i really appreciate it and i hope you're looking forward to the new site and we'll see what we can accomplish with it and see what works and what doesn't and we'll go from there say good night julie Good night, everyone.